podcast with Steve Mathis. Welcome to the PulpMX.com podcast, Canadian Motocross Review, brought to you by BTOsports.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It's been a couple weeks since the Canadian series ended, but uh, finally I got some time to, uh, to relax, to take it all in, and to uh, talk about the year that was in Canadian Moto. Now, I was at Calgary only, so I got a couple of experts on the line, guys that were really there at most of them, if not all of them. Uh, GuaranteedMX.com, Ryan Gold. Hey, Stevie. What's up, buddy? What's up? And uh, um, Atlas Braces, Ryan Lockhart. Noof, how many did you go to? Uh, I went to uh, five rounds, okay. five out of the nine. That'll work. Yeah, that's good enough. Uh, I know what's going on. Yeah, I know what's going on. Just <laughs> very confidently. That's yeah. a passing grade in school right there. Right. Seven out of nine. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I want to talk about the year that was in Canadian Moto, but I guess, first of all, uh, Galdi, first, first we lose Noof to retirement, sort of. <laughs> then we lose Beaton, and now we lose Clat. Ah, oh, what a blow for, for for my Canadian Moto interest. Three of my it's been hero- a tough tough year. Three of my heroes just bowing out of the sport that they love. It's uh, yeah, it's a tough pill to swallow for the uh, the Mathis household in Vegas. I guess probably oh. were you guys walking around with just candles lit and jerseys on and stuff. Well, I like Clat. Now, granted, <laughs> I, I don't think he worked that hard. I don't think he took it that seriously. Uh, but he was so talented. and He's a great guy. Um, but the, Tore his ACL again in Moncton, um, Galdi. Do you think – how was he until he did that? How was it – I mean, he was slowly getting a little better? Um, yeah, he was definitely progressively getting better. At the week before in Deschambault, he was cracking top fives and actually running in, running in the podium at the beginning of the, uh, of the moto and first moto. So he was definitely progressively getting better. Um, I don't know if he would have hung on to a podium by the end of the year kind of thing, but uh, – yeah. You know, it was a slow process for sure, and I guess in that letter, I actually haven't even read it yet, he said he was already committed to making the call and quitting before he actually hurt himself. So uh, yeah. it, I, I, didn't, I didn't think that. I guess maybe a, kind of in the back of my mind I was thinking that, but you didn't, didn't think that. And then, uh, yeah. yeah, Moncton, he just, man, did he ever snap. Oh, he, he, he went into this awkward section. It was where Thompson uh, went into the pond and just kind of slid out, blew his knee, and just like – Fully had the biggest snap show I've ever seen of a motocross. He was so crushed. Really? Uh, like, oh. he headbutted his helmet, headbutted the ground, fists into the ground, smashing his helmet, throwing his helmet. And, uh, I mean, some people may look at that as being, oh, what a little baby and blah, blah, blah. But the, but the guy knew. was just no, emotionally crushed yeah, right there. Knew. And it was, it was yeah. sad to see. So it's sad to see him go. Like, uh, sad to see him having to retire. But, you know, life goes on. Yeah, he, he knew, uh, I guess, right then. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Noof, where... Where would you put Clat? Two MX1 titles, a couple of MX2 titles. Where do you put him, like, in, in sort of all-time Canadian moto greats? Obviously, he went to the U.S., didn't work out, but, I mean, he's up there. I mean, I think somebody like Fasciati is better, and, you know, obviously the, the rollerballs and the JSRs and all that, but he's in there. He's in the mix. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think that uh, definitely in the top uh, five, top three. I mean, I would even put him ahead of uh, ahead of Fossey. I mean, he he gave it a good go in the U.S. and it didn't uh, didn't work out. I mean, going on to a two, dropping down after the year he had on the 450 up here in Canada, I believe 06, and then went down to uh, 250s was probably mm-hmm. the bad or wrong yeah. decision, so to say. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I mean, he uh, he had a great career, but. I mean, uh, I, I'm honestly, when he blew his knee out, I was at the arena cross this year when he originally blew it out. I'm yeah. surprised that he even came back from that. And to have the kind of decent results, like Galdi was saying, he came back fairly strong considering, uh, yeah. like you said on the intro there, he's definitely not the hardest working guy. But uh, you could tell he wanted to put one more season in and then uh, hang up the boots. Yeah, I felt like a lot of times he was so talented he, he didn't have to work that hard at it. You know what I mean? Um, oh, 100%. And, but, but I was amazed that he came back when he, like you said, I, yeah, you knew he had to work his balls off to get back to even race. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, bad way to go out, though. Shitty way to go out. Not like you, Noof. You went out on top. I'm always, <laughs> always going out on top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, of course, beaten's, beaten's done now. And ah, it's tough. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. I guess uh, first to start with uh, Galdi. Overall, you don't work for MXP anymore, so now you can actually say the truth and. <laughs> things that you think about, but how was the series? How was the series as a whole? What what was good? What was bad? What do you think? 
Um, I believe the series was uh, about as on point as last year, or maybe a little bit better in my eyes. For my standard or for my uh, position at the races, like in the in the trailer and the office and and all those types of positions, everything was on point this year. Of, of course, we had issues with scoring every year. I still don't understand how that happens, but that's not my job. And uh, so, other than that, on that our side of things, it was it was gravy. Um, entries were about the same, maybe a little bit lower at a couple of the rounds. Spectators were up mm-hmm. uh, at the majority of the rounds this year um, and down at some of the ones that were usually high, uh, Walton well, being one of them, I believe. Yeah, like which ones were bad, Walton, or which ones were down, Walton? Uh, Walton was down, and uh, Nanaimo was okay this year. I think maybe if it was down, maybe only like 10 to 15, I think, because it just sort of looked the exact same but a little bit less. Right. Um, but everything else was, was pretty on point. Like, Deschambeau was ridiculous, but that's Quebec. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, everything else sort of seemed to grow. I know Gopher Dunes wasn't as good as it was before. Sandalee was better than it was before um, from the numbers that were getting all my Feld numbers. <laughs> and, uh, but um, I, I believe the series was good, um, but I, I totally also know that there's a whole bunch of things that we need to a little, be a little more on point on. Like, there's a lack of communication for sure throughout the organization and all the people that we work with. Mm-hmm. There are problems that get turned into bigger problems than they need to be um, half the time with certain things like inside the trailer or computer issues, like, like it's just full panic going on. And then, you know, things like that just need to be resolved a little bit differently in my eyes. I mean, I don't run it. I'm just a worker. But yeah. um, in a whole, I'd say I would give it, if it, was a, if it was a six last year, it was a seven this year. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. And, uh, out, of, out, of, out of 10, by the way. You, you, yeah, thanks. Oh, I thought it was out of 100. <laughs> uh, you had mentioned uh, on your Twitter maybe some new rounds added? Uh, yeah, there is talk right now. Um, yeah. At the final, so at every round this year, we did a little manager's meeting and riders' meeting just to mm-hmm. kind of get the views of everybody. And it was kind of funny towards the end of the year, the, the manager's meeting was, <laughs> was a lot more quiet at the end of the year than it was at the beginning of the year, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, riders' meeting was always the same, talking about track stuff and everything. But uh, one of the things that came up was adding a 10th round uh, and putting it after the weekend of Walton. Um, so Walton wouldn't be the uh, end-all, the be-all kind of thing. So that's just a rumor, and the manager guys were talking about it with Stolly Brass and myself, and uh, whether it goes or not, it's just something that we kind of threw in the mix. Obviously, that means more money, the team's got to spend more money, and money, 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 money. Right, right. The best so. thing I saw was you said the MX2 purse could come up. It needs to. Badly. Well, I, that's something that I would love to see. I, I really feel, I don't understand why, we, at, at the outdoor series, why it's a different class. It should be 30 plus 2, and... Uh, and the, same, and the exact money. same purse, yeah. like yeah. there's no difference in show. Um, the way that Stolly looks at it is he looks at it like it's like a Supercross. It's still the premier class that you have to move up to, kind of thing. Yeah, but it's not. So, but yeah. you know, I mean, on outdoors, I, I think it's they're they're both pretty awesome. Those guys are all working the same hard. They should yeah. get the same pay, in, in my eyes. So. And uh, the Canadian, one of the things you mentioned was all Canadians in MX2. I mean, is that that's been thrown around? That's. Uh, to be honest with you, that's more me throwing that around. Oh, okay, okay. Almost, uh, there's been a few guys I, that were like, yeah, that'd be cool, no, that'd be that's, cool. that's dumb. But the majority yeah. of the guys are like, yeah, no, that's a dumb idea. Stolly doesn't like that idea. Um, so, Ed, you hated that idea, so yeah. I guess maybe I was a little offside. I just, I, I really want to start seeing uh, more younger kids getting better deals, but I know we've talked about this at the beginning of the yeah. year, that these kids need to work harder to get their deals and yeah. stuff I mean, like that. So I'm, I'm stuck in the middle on that one, that's all. What do you think, Niv? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that definitely the MX2 should be uh same as the 450, 230-plus-2s, and the purse should be the same because it's not that growing class. Any, I, I mean, there is still intermediates in it, but it's uh, it's still a legit class. It's not like it was back in 2000, right? So I say put that up, and then um, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the all-Canadian thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. I think it's good for the, for the Americans. Do I agree that... Uh, a Canadian team, not that we have many left, but uh, do they go all American? No, I think that there should be at least one Canadian on it. But who do you pick? That was a, that was uh, another rumor. Yeah. Or another thing brought up at the meeting was at least have every team that has factory support yeah. has to have at least one Canadian on it. Yeah, like Moffenbier. You know, there, there there are some there are some guys, but I mean. Uh, I guess technically, yeah, Leading Edge is the, the team that's all American, but they do have little just. Yeah, it is only the one team that so, kind of bites that. Yeah, but uh, it would be good to, to get these guys. But, I, I mean, it's, uh, like I said, it's hard to, uh, for these guys that, that are spending the money that have the semis, it's hard for them to. Uh, hard to tell them who to hire. Yeah. 
who, yeah. who to hire. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, it, it, there's a really small window of guys to hire that uh, can uh, be a legitimate, uh, you know, top five, even a top five guy every weekend, right? I can yeah. name like one or two. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we talked, we did a podcast after the first or second round uh, where we discuss a lot of Colton's injuries and things that happened at the first round or two and, Go back in the archives and look at that if you're wondering why there's no Colton Fasciati talk or much of to- talk of Colton Fasciati in this podcast. So, um, obviously, he was injured. So, um, so the end of the year has come. Brett Metcalf won the title, uh, which we all figured. But first, I'll go with you, Noof. Did he win by more, less, or the same amount you thought? Less. Less? Last, I was the one that was spouting off saying that he'd win, uh, like, almost every moto, which I guess... I mean, he almost it, did. I guess he yeah. did, yeah. I just... Uh, and and here's, here's, my, here's my theory to it. And I, I really thought that after Colton got hurt that, God, it's going to be a runaway. And it, it really wasn't because, you know, Bobby Kay gave him a good run, the Medaglias, there was Teddy, there was other guys. But I, I say this, and I'm calling competition is. Right. So... When when Medi goes down to Unadilla or Southwick and he's battling with Short and guys like that, he really steps his game up. Mm-hmm. And even though when he comes up back up to Canada, I'm sure that when he when the gate drops, he's giving it 110 percent. But you lower, not not lower your skill, but the intensity, the yes. the surroundings, everything gets a little bit lower. So you only beat the competition by a, a little bit. It's like your your game drops, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. And uh, everybody said like, oh well. You know, these guys could be, you know, our Canadian guys and Daglias could be killing it in the U.S. Well, I know they would do good, but they're not going to be running up in the in fifth and sixth and fourth and ninth. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, you're only as good as your competition. It's the same when, when any one of us go to a local race. Um, Who, me? I go to a local, me too? Or, well, you said yeah, us. Back in, <laughs> back, in the, back in the day. Thank you. But, you know, I, I go you. to a local race and I'm battling with, with guys that I normally wouldn't be battling with at a national. Right, right. Because right. you, you're only as good as your competition. Uh, Galdi, he won. Nice. He won five out of nine rounds. He should have won six. I, I, he got penalized for, and I, I don't rightfully or wrongfully. I don't know. I wasn't there. But um, what do you think? The same, more, less? Um, well, originally I don't think I had him winning it. Right? I had. Oh no! Wait, no, I didn't have Colin. I had him with killing everybody. So I would say, I would say even with what I expected. Okay. Um, I mean, from out west, he dominated. Yeah. Um, like the, you know, he only lost three motos. Out of the possible twelve, or sorry, possible eight, and uh, on the east he was pretty dominant and, and kept that going kind of thing. I mean, he wrapped it up with a with a three motos remaining, mm-hmm. and um, he was he was pretty dominant for sure. But uh, I would say it was around what I was thinking. I, I I would say it was around what I was thinking. Okay. Do you, do you think that after the because he was dominant in the west on tracks that we thought that he might. Not be a, we definitely I definitely thought personally that he was going to be way stronger in the east than he was on the west. Do you think that uh, you know by killing it in the in the in the west he kind of his priorities maybe switched a little and kind of focused uh, kind of ahead on on you know kind of getting through the series and worrying about the races he was doing in the U.S. Maybe. Oh, I would agree with that 100 percent, Noof. Like I mean, yeah. started out there was no U.S. stuff in his plan for the first month. He killed it, built his yep. base, yep. and then focused on those other races that he planned to do in the U.S., like you said, and then just use the Canadian ones to sort of just stay fit and, you know, yeah. maybe take yeah. a check and, uh, and claim a title. Regard- he- regardless, it worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, he won it by almost 100 points. So yes. uh, there was no doubt who was the best guy. Uh, his Walton ride seemed to me a little inspired. Uh, Galdi, you were there. Well, so were you, Nuth, actually. Yep. Um, w- was it just a case of, hey, I got it wrapped up, whatever? I mean, um, I think, well, at first moto with Thompson won, right? And he got third or fourth or something. Yeah, maybe. To be honest, he was yeah. just kind of, he seemed like it's another guy that was there, actually, in those motos. In the yeah. second moto, he started putting a charge on and, and was behind Canary late in the race and looking like he was going to do one of the Medi stuff, but he crashed. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, he tipped yeah. over and fell back to, like, fifth or sixth and ended up trying to pass medallion near the end of the race. So, right, right. Um, But the first moto, yeah, he was just kind of, Sort of yeah. looked like maybe he was just riding around and a little unsure, or bike setup wasn't there, maybe or something. You know, his, uh, his starts were terrible in the East Coast, man. I, yeah, that's I true too. I don't, I don't know. Like he came, I was in the mechanics area. I was helping another kid on uh, on Sunday, and I, I was watching the mechanics area. Man, he he, he was like 18th or something on the first lap or 15th. It was like really weird yeah. that 
in all the East Coast rounds. It seemed like at least one moto per round, he was at barely in the top 20 on the start. Yeah, 100%, yeah. We, we, uh, we gave him the, um, the sand races. Uh, we just said hey, he's got those on lock. There's no doubt about it. But, uh, Galdi, was he, his, he won Gopher and lost Sandalee, right? Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, who won Sandalee? Thompson won Sandalee. But, so, but, but, uh, but he wasn't maybe. He won, as, yeah, he won Gopher. He wasn't as dominant as on sand as we thought, huh? No, not even close, actually. Yeah. Not for, at all. Like, yeah. we fully gave him the key to the city for those races. So and he, he <laughs> did not do what we thought he was going to do, what I thought anyway, for sure, man. I figured he was going to dominate all the motos, but he definitely got bad. At Gopher Dunes, he was, like, dead last off both starts. Mm-hmm. Still managed to win. Sandley, he did get the docking penalty. And Deschambeau, he won the second moto, where in the first moto he got a bad start again and picked his way up to third. So Okay. But, Maybe a few little hiccups in the road, okay, well, but me, he me, definitely was. Even in his motos that he won, he was not dominant in, the, in fashion. Let me ask you this. Who was better than uh, Gerke or him in sand? Gerke. Gerke, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yep. Um, you know, it's funny. If you had said to me, if I, didn't, if I wasn't looking at the points and only look at results and sort of watching Twitter uh, and all that, I would have said there's, Bobby Canari's having a shitty year. He's not as good. And even when I talked to Bobby down in the U.S., he'd be like, ah, I'm shit, I'm garbage, you know, in typical Bobby stuff. Um, <laughs> and, and maybe that's true, but God damn it, he's second in the points again. Like, uh, what was Bobby Canari's year like, Galdi? What, what did um, you think? I, mean, I would say it was almost identical to last year. Yeah. He was fast, but not the fastest. And he outlasted his competition once again, basically being that, that tough meathead guy that you call him, he just pounds through the motos, gets points every time. His bike is solid. Um, in the motos that he wins, uh, the moto that he won at, at uh, Moncton and the moto that he won at Walton, it, it's funny, he never ever wins like out, outright. <laughs> Nothing's like, easy. The guy yeah. is on him to the checkered flag, whether it's <laughs> one guy doing it for 10 minutes or three, four guys doing it for the 30 minutes. He never gets, he never gets passed. And he just sort of battles his way and meatheads his way through it. So, but as I keep saying all the time, you've got to be in it to win it. And Bobby K was in it in every single moto this year where every other rider had a DNF or a falter. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you know what I mean, Noof? I just didn't think he'd be, he was as good. Just Again, I'm not at the races all the time. But Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I thought for sure. I, I mean, he did win two motos this year where he, didn't, he only won one moto last year. But I definitely think that he didn't he, – he, just, he just seemed a little bit off to me all year. He – he would have a bad moto and a good moto, but then again, he was second in points. But, uh, I mean, yeah, he won two motos, so he was better than he was last year. But uh, I don't think he quite had that consistency of top threes like he did last year. I mean, you look at the sand rounds, he was fifth, fourth, sixth, you know what I mean? So, you know what I'm going to do right uh, now? I'm going to look and see. Where can I find out how many points he had last season? I can't. Um, it should be there. You go to that. Are you on CMRC? Yeah, I'm on the... Okay, and then go to Pro MX Results. And then at the top there, you should be able to pick a year, I believe, somewhere in there. In those. Okay. Let's see how many points he had last year uh, when he got second. Uh, ah, I love the stats, Stevie. Get on the stats. <laughs> um, I'm looking. You guys keep talking like weirdos. Noof, what's been happening since uh, Walt? No, don't talk about what's been happening. Just... <laughs> Wait, I, didn't see, I haven't seen you twit, man. Where you been? <laughs> I've, been uh, I've been hiding out. <laughs> nice. Are you racing this weekend at that race? No, taking the weekend off. Oh, you're you're tired. Weekend off. Working hard, eh? Uh, Putting in long hours. It's busy. Burnt busy out. Atlas brace, man. Lots going. Your old lady's not letting you go, is she? No, that's true too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find it anywhere. I don't know where it is. It's just here. All right, continue you got, you doing talk, your job, you Matt. Let's see if I can find it, it on this computer. You, right got, you guys, you guys, do your deal. I'll look it up. Okay, look it up. Yeah. Um, Are we all battling this for this right now? Uh, this is getting gay, Matt. Let's come okay, on. Okay, no. So back to the series. Um. Galdi, uh, Cole Thompson, I thought he won two races, one of them because uh, Metcalf was, uh, uh, first of all, Metcalf, rightly or wrongfully uh, penalized in your eyes? Uh, 100% rightfully. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah um, I agree. Uh, Noof, you weren't even there. I do, but I saw it on TV the other day, and he oh, totally okay. jumped right. on the Red Cross. Anyways. Okay, um, so Cole Thompson comes in. He's used to a Honda and all that. He jumps on a KTM. He won two races, including the finale at Walton, but... I don't know. I thought he would be better. I thought he'd really? be better. No? I mean. Well, I mean, 
I, yeah, I guess maybe like the resume that he came in with, I suppose. But I mean, jumping on a new bike and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, you take a little bit from that. He won two out of the five races. He was the only guy to to uh, to steal motos from Medi on the East, other than Medallia. Or I guess sorry, Bobby won us on these two. Um, mm. I would say he came in and, and did exactly what I was expecting. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. In my eyes, all anyway, right. I don't think he, I did. I did not have him coming in and, and like winning, um, you know, six of the last ten motos or something like that. Okay, I kind of thought that that's he'd be a one-two with Metcalf. You know what I mean? Or, but it seemed like he had his hands full at some races with with some guys. Well, if you look at the results, right? Like you said, uh, yeah, it's, two- it's pretty mixing, mix and matchy on the East Coast. Yeah, he went all, all those guys. Oh, he, you know, like Thompson yeah. went. He he uh, gets a, a second or whatever in Moto One, a gopher, and then DNFs with the overall. Then he wins Sandalee. Then he goes to Moncton, gets a, a second in Moto One, and goes in the in the freaking yeah. water. Right, uh, right. Jeremy Medaglia uh, wins uh, uh, an overall at Deschambeau, and then is like a, a fifth place guy at uh, yeah. Moncton. Like there was yeah, good point. all over the place at the end of the year. Yeah, good point. No, you're right. Um, um, that's true. Uh, he. Uh... Do you think he's going to stay up there? What was his sense talking to him next summer? Like, what do you, what do you um, gather? I don't know. To be honest with you, man, I'm not. Uh, I never really get too deep into when asking those kind of things. I never really put it on my mind to find out what he was doing. But I would think that he likes it and he's comfy. He, you know, probably made a little bit of money, get some good contingency and stuff like that. Um, now the problem is, is where does he fit? Who, who's going to, uh, who's going to spend the money or cut the check or take the take the hit? You know, does KTM? Take him over Colton Fasciotti because Colton Fasciotti's deal's up right now. No, they'll take Colton back. No, I, I would. You gotta think, think yes, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right. Honda fired Jeremy McGrath. Steve, stranger things have happened. No, he left. They didn't fire. Him. He <laughs> left. Um, well, well, is Tyler Medaglia going back to KTM? He got a last second ride. I would, I would, I would think. Well, imagine if they had Tyler Colin, freaking, uh, yeah, Colton. Yeah, super team. Uh, super, we, super, super team. We thought it would be a super team this year, and, it, you know, Colton goes out with an injury, then Dusty wasn't first so super. Dusty, yeah, exactly. Uh, I can't find these results. I'm over it. Okay. I can't find them either. I quit. <laughs> They're not on the site. I, whatever. Maybe um, just work the Google. Work the Google. <laughs> work the Google. And say, work it. Say work the Google. 2012 CMRC MX1 points standings. Some article will come up somewhere, right? Probably from Direct Motocross, of course. Um, <laughs> hey, so uh, Jeremy Medaglia, I told you guys, I told both of you before the season started that this I got kid... it. Okay. Sorry. How many points? He got uh, 196 points last year. No, he didn't because he got 329 this year. Says Bobby Canary, 196. <laughs> oh, no, wait. That, oh, I'm, I'm two years ago. I'm the year he got hurt. Uh, I got the right year here, but it doesn't have the freaking <laughs> overall points. Okay. Hey, keep going. Keep going. Jeremy Medaglia. I told you guys. <laughs> yeah. I was there. I was on the Medaglia train. Um, no, Galdi, you had faith in the kid, and he proved it. He won a race. I'd say he was the surprise of the series. Did he? Is this what you thought? Uh, is this, 100%. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I said at the beginning of our podcast, I have had my ins and outs with him on – on uh, personal levels and stuff like that, and not, well, not always a fan, but I know what the kid has as far as talent goes. Yep. And he proved everything that he's worth in my eyes this this year. Um, coming off the bad PR year with KTM and all that kind of sort of negative vibe in the industry about him, hard to deal with and all those kind of things. And uh, he just did his job tenfold this summer, I'd say. Yeah, he was good, man. Yeah, um, on the bike that no one can ride, apparently. Right, right, yeah. Right? Um, Three, 375 points. Okay, so 329 this year. So he's 50, yeah. 50 points off his last year. So he yeah, was, that's he a was, big point. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. He wasn't as good point-wise, um, yeah. which, which backs up what I, what I thought. So let me pat myself on the back. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you think about Jeremy's uh, performance, Noof? I mean, you were, you, you were one of the haters. I was a doubter, not a hater. No, I know. Yeah. You were a doubter. <laughs> what did you think? Um, yeah, very impressed. Uh, if, you were, if I was going to pick a guy that surprised me uh, all year, Jeremy was uh, Jeremy was definitely the guy. He rode that bike really well. I think we talked about this on our last one. He doesn't look small and frail on that bike no, like no, we all yeah. thought he, thought yeah. he would. Yeah. And uh, he had a good year. I mean, he even had some DNFs in there on the West Coast, which he would have been a lot closer in the points. And uh, it was pretty cool that it came down to third in the championship with him and his brother at Walton. And uh, Tyler did have the upper hand and definitely 
got the number three plate straight up, but uh, uh, I was impressed. I think next year uh, definitely somebody to consider as a title contender coming coming in, rather than this year where I picked him as like a sixth place guy. So I was uh, I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, really. Right. Now let me ask you two guys something. Would you, who would you put your money on, Tyler or Jeremy into into 2014? Who's your you have a team? You got one guy I want to hire, one or the other. Noof. You do rock paper scissors. <laughs> yeah, flip, flip a coin, you know, uh, flip Jeremy. a coin. Um, Jeremy. Tyler was overlooked a little bit because of Jeremy getting you know the attention, and Jeremy won a race, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Tyler, for you know, not much time uh, on the KTM, not enough, anyways. You know, he kind of late late team switch there. Um, yeah, third place, good job. You know, um, I think he rode well. So, if you're Andy White, I mean, you didn't think he was going to beat Metcalf. I hope you didn't anyways, otherwise you're high and drunk. So, you know, so he, so Bobby beat him. But uh, if you're Andy White, getting a third overall, that's all you've asked. That's all you can ask of the guy for, for a fill-in like that, you know? I don't think it cost KTM any money other no. than contingency and parts and bikes. Right, right, exactly. So it was, uh, a, it was a win, win, win all around, I think, for everybody. Teddy Mayer, eh, okay this year, hey, Noof? I mean. Yeah, I was a bit disappointed in the end result with what he had. He, I think uh, you were claiming big things. I was claiming big things, and he did win a moto. Um, he had the speed to win more than just one moto, and he did look really good at times at the rounds I was at anyways. But mm-hmm. uh, he just didn't quite have that. Uh, you know, I watched him at Walton in the first moto, and he would go forward, like from fourth, third, or whatever he was, and he just kind of just kind of looked a little bit stale, and he didn't have that extra gear that uh, everybody else had. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that he struggled big time with bike setup and stuff in the West Coast, and he got that kind of figured out. But, um, yeah, just a little bit disappointing. I mean, yeah. he, he finished third in the MX-1 class before, and um, yeah, I was a little bit, uh, little bit disappointed. Right. Um, Morgan Berger, probably the surprise, Galdi, of the MX-1 class? Um, no, he was the surprise last year. Okay. And then he was the surprise sort of right out of, the, out of the West. Yeah, you know what? Um, You're right. I'm, 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 he was number six, so. But, yeah, he was number six. He finished seventh this year, right? But he got a couple fourths. Yeah, at West he was yeah. amazing. Like he was yeah. looking legit and to be a top five guy. And then the sand just swallowed him up, man. Bad starts, crashes. Yeah. Just didn't have anything really going his way at all. I, I believe his maybe his best moto finish on the East might have been like an eighth or a ninth. Uh, good to see Hoyer. Good dude. Eighth overall. Good. Very solid year for that kid. Eighth Funny overall. guy. Good yeah. personality. One of those guys you want to stick around the sport for a long time, and uh, would, would, you'd love to see him get better, but I don't ever see him really getting mm-hmm. top five, six, seven, as long as the Yankees are coming up and stuff like that. You're, uh, you're at machine racing right now, Golly, while you do this, so maybe we can get John on the line to ask him about Kyle Keist. But uh, what what that, that's what do you think of Keist's, Keist's performance on the East Coast? Well, he, he sure did come out swinging at Gopher Dunes, but I guess everybody expected that. Um, yeah. But I know if, you, if you're a real race fan and a – and a race yourself, you know, after a femur injury, six months, eight months, emotions and everything that you're going through, and then getting back on the bike and sort of battling there, that what we saw at Gopher Dunes definitely was expected, but I think he over, um, overdid himself uh, in front of us all with the heart and everything he showed in that second moto. And then after that, it was like he was just another guy on the gate. Wow. He just New got horrible starts, didn't really seem to have the same aggression, didn't seem to flow on the bike as much. Um, at the beginning of the year when him and Newfer riding together, although we only really got to see them in those in three motos, but um, it just seemed like he wasn't as focused as he was this year, uh, the year before, and, and I guess that's kind of actually what he was. He's just been trying to get his business going and focusing on different things, not riding as much as he did maybe the year before or gym stuff and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, when, when you go second in a moto at the Dunes like he did, and you're, you're, the fans see that, and then the next uh, six motos you're like a – Four, six, eight, nine DNF at Walton. It just wasn't as uh, as impressive as what you see right out of the gate. Wow, they better not hear you talking about him like that at Machine. Hopefully, nobody's around right now. <laughs> they'll, they'll kick you out of there. No, Nelson will agree with me. Uh, yeah, that's true. Actually, you're right. Nelson, Nelson. He, Keith just went to the MMRS race on the weekend. He probably said this to Keith where he went there. Oh, what's he going there for? To make fifty bucks? You're not going to get top five with all those big names going. So, <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, so good point. There is definitely no shortage of uh, actual reality shit talk going on at machine racing. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, give me your, give me your um, underrated rider on the MX1 class, Galdi. My underrated rider? Yeah, give me someone who, who uh, surpassed expectations, who, who, you know, I don't know where they finish in the points or whoever. Somebody did better than you thought. Um, 
Well, the, to be honest with you, he didn't really finish all that well, but the biggest surprise on the 450 I saw from this year was Kalen. Kalen, yeah, okay. I mean, he didn't, he didn't finish the series. He got hurt and stuff, but almost every time he was in a moto, he was always top ten. Like, he, was, he got good starts. He just was quietly in there, never really did anything at yeah. control. Um, I actually earned a little bit more respect for Ross Johnson as the year carried on. I got to meet him a little bit more. I thought he was just a Yankee plug stealing money and not riding with no heart and stuff like that. But he actually Stealing money. Stealing money. <laughs> wow. Stealing money. Wow. We had, a, we had an email into the Pulp Show that said, uh, why don't asshats like Brayton and Tickle give up their works bikes? So I guess that's yeah, – did you write that, Galdi? Uh, no, I did not write that. <laughs> um, stealing money. <laughs> stealing money. Uh, but anyway, so, okay, so you liked Ross Johnson. He wasn't stealing money by the end of the – he, he Towards the end of the year, like I said, he stayed at my place, and I got to know him and watch him ride and stuff like that. And, like, he'd go out in the hottest days in Ontario where um, barely anybody's riding at all, and the guy would just pound out two 30-minute motos on the worst – set up CR450 I have ever ridden in my life. <laughs> like, one. I rode it at An Moto Park. One. I did two laps on it, and I'll tell you right now, I'm a, I'm a Yamaha guy, blue is true, but every Honda I've ever gotten on, I can get on, and I feel like I've rode it for years. Mm-hmm. It's just the way those bikes are. They're, as John calls them, the magic Hondas. I got on that thing, and it was one of the scariest bikes I've ever been on. It, it felt like a chopper. That, like the, the bars were eight feet in the air, and the, and the seat was three feet off the ground. Like, it just... No reaction. I'm watching him ride, and I'm just like, man, how the hell do you go that fast? I, I was kind of impressed with that. He doesn't really know how to set up a bike that well, I think, which is a big problem. Do we blame Gopher Dunes Raceway? Gopher Dunes? Yeah, is he on GDR team? No, no, he was on Cycle North. Oh, shit, sorry. No, um, no, I, there, I don't think there's blame anywhere, really. I think it was first-year team. Was own, it was his own bike. It was his own bike. His own bike, and like I said, I don't, he doesn't know how to, he didn't seem to really know how to set stuff up. Oh, when I went riding yeah, with him and stuff yeah. like not that I'm way good at it either, but I'm like, right. why don't you try this and do that? Oh yeah, maybe we'll try that. That's kind of cool. He goes, I just ride it, man. I just ride it. I'm like, well, don't you want to like try a couple things or well, something? Who, no, I just ride it. Who was on GDR? Savage and who? Bless. Bless. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry, uh, Digger. Um, uh, uh, Ryan Miller came out Noof to prove you wrong, and uh, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. <laughs> So. No, I still I still could have handled him if I'd have lined up. <laughs> oh, bold Ooh. words, bold nah. words. He had a couple good motos. Yeah, like he got a seventh in the final, the second yeah, moto at Walton, and then they loaded the trailer and drove all the way back to Manitoba. <laughs> uh, hey, Lima. Really, uh, my my biggest my biggest just uh, kind of off topic, but my biggest problem with Ryan Miller is kid with tons of talent has no game plan in life. They don't. They just randomly show up at certain nationals. They drive for 40 hours and do this race, and then they don't do the one that's only two hours away. It's just really bizarre. <laughs> right, right, right. Dude, and bizarre they just plan. bought um, that hauler that Cole yeah. Vardy had. Like, it's a double-decker trailer, fun hauler, 30 or 41 feet. Like, yeah. what you're saying is that they're not focused or have a game plan. Well, they just dropped the freaking drop the money load on uh, this rig, and, and looks like they're ready to go racing. All right. Um, but, yeah, like New says, they just show up randomly, and then all of a sudden, like, they went to Moncton, raced, and then drove to Manitoba, didn't go to Walton. It's on the way home. Yeah, but it was a two-week two week layover, and yeah, they had to go home and do crops or farming oh, or whatever the hell they do. It's two yeah. weeks, Newf. They had to do work back at home. Well, I um, don't know. Hey, uh, I don't know. Liam O'Farrell uh, only finished outside the top ten one time, so that's pretty good for a guy who, you know, paid his own way the whole time, I imagine. So that's, that's not bad. Twelfth in this series. Uh, he's a hero. Um, who is Eric Jeffrey? <laughs> Go ahead, Galdi. I don't want to touch on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing about that. That might but... be the quote of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> who the hell is Eric Jeffrey? He, no, no, Eric no, Jeffrey no, no, is a no. kid from the Oshawa area, rides for redemption racing along with uh, Gavin Grasick. Okay, no, the quote was uh, a noose quote saying, Go ahead, Galdi, I don't want to touch this one. Oh, that could um, <laughs> No, look, he's number 33, so it means he's all right. And he went to every round, and I've never heard of the guy. And I, I guess I never even saw him. It's, he's got a white bike? Number 33? Uh, no, he's on the, those KTMs. Yeah, like they were, like they were I, orange like with like kind orange. of black graphics, okay. I guess. Like I said, orange. Um, with gra- uh, with Grasic. Actually, you came to Calgary. That was his best round. He got 10th there. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, Way to pay attention, buddy. Way yeah. to do your job. <laughs> Sorry, man. I was. BTO Sports should be uh, thinking was, about cutting you next check. I was too busy looking for <laughs> tissues for your tears for gray. So. Oh, buddy. <laughs> um, all right, shall we move on to MX, uh, MX2? Well, Have we forgotten anybody in MX1? Well, uh, actually, Noof, who, who's your biggest – what's your biggest uh, – I asked uh, Golly this about riders, and he named eight, eight of them, but 
so, Noof, <laughs> Noof, what is your biggest uh, surprise of the whole MX1 class, just in general? Jeremy would be it, maybe? Uh, was there something else? Yeah, Jeremy would be uh, definitely, he was uh, to win an overall at a, at a tough track. Definitely, um, yeah, and that, that whole, uh, his whole deal, I mean, he made it work this year with, that new, with the new team, and we, I mean, I think Galdi uh, had high hopes for him, but uh, me and you both bashed him and uh, bashed the whole, well, not, maybe not bashed. Bashed but, uh, the whole team and everything. Come on, stop it. Kind of. No, I, never, kind I would of. never bash Hot Dog Vendor. I didn't do didn't that. Didn't you say that it was the biggest mistake uh, well, for him riding MX1? That's Jeremy himself, yes, but nothing about the team and, and Hot Dog Vendor and everything. Yeah. Well. Anyways, they proved us all yeah, wrong anyways. because they did do a. They ran a good program, and Jeremy was uh, Jeremy was the highlight of the year for uh, for me watching. I was it. impressed with the hot dog vendor setup, the truck, trailer, awning, all that. Yeah, it looked good. Yeah. Their whole their whole setup looked good. Their bikes looked good every weekend, and yeah. uh, it was definitely a welcome addition to the to the series. Hopefully, yeah. they stick around. Yeah, no doubt. I agree. Um, all right, MX two. Um, first of all, uh, what happened to Richard Craig, Aldi? That's your, that's your guy. That's it is my guy. That is my guy. I'm actually going to dinner with him here in about an hour. But what um, happened to him this year? I mean, he just sucked. Plain and simple. Like he, he was in the beginning of the year, man. When I was watching him ride and stuff, he's beating Keith and Liam and and looking good. And him and the team just did not mesh this year. He was not good when he was on the bike. He just had zero confidence. There's a there's a few things we can go on from behind the scenes that Newf would know, uh, like real-life stuff that happened to the poor kid and stuff like that, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. no excuse when on the track, you know, you do your job and stuff, and he wasn't able to put it together this year, and which sucks for sure, because like you said, he is my guy, but uh, yeah, and the, the number 20, but you know what's funny? He actually finished 19. eighth in the series, one better than last year, and one number better. I think he's number 19 next year. 19, yeah. Oh, really? Get, yeah, that is Yeah, weird. he did actually move up after having um, a semi-disastrous year. It's weird for the kid from Ontario, and, and we know Ontario produces the best motocrossers ever, and of we course. know that Ontario <laughs> has the best nationals of the series. Unbelievable. You know, it's not possible that Calgary could be a good race. Um, um, <laughs> but, but with all that, Gray goes uh, six, seven, seven, eight on the east, on the west, and then just poops the bed on the... Uh, on on the East Coast, which he, where he's good at in the sand tracks and everything, so yeah, yeah it's that, uh, that goes to show you, yeah. crashing on starts, horrible starts, riding like a sap, getting it, past. He's running fourth at Deschambault and finished ninth. I'm like, I, I told him like you're taking way too much of a book out of my training program, buddy, going that far <laughs> backwards like that. He's like you're my idol, yeah, but not not, not on the <laughs> yeah. track. Uh, safe to say he will not be on OTSF Yamaha next year. Oh, 100%. <laughs> okay, all right. There's, even, there's a lot more behind that story, but no, uh, 100%. Yeah, whatever, yeah. I just he's, he's parting ways. Both sides are parting and moving on mm-hmm. to bigger and better things. Um, bigger and better things, yes. Bummer for Benoit going down. Of course, Andy White, again, uh, blow to the nuts for him on that team. Uh, Austin Politelli almost blew this thing, Noof. <laughs> he had a big lead, and somehow he almost blew it. After uh, after I heard the news that Benoit went out, I'm like, wow, this is uh, <laughs> going to be pretty boring. And uh, he, uh, Austin, sure found a way to uh, f it up and uh, nearly cost himself a championship. Um, yeah, that was quite uh, quite interesting. And I mean, I know that you weren't at Walton, but the guy didn't even ride the last moto at Walton. He was, could barely walk at the end of the moto, and his knee was all jacked up. And uh, it was it's probably a good thing that the series ended when it did. Yeah, he. Uh... Clutch ride for him, Galdi, uh, in Moncton, huh? Like that. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, coming into there, man, the momentum was um, gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was gone, baby, gone. That's for sure. Um, what was his deal with the fifteenth and the eleventh and all that? Just crashes? Uh, just. Um, yeah, well, uh, Gopher, he had a big crash in the second moto mm-hmm. um, with another American kid that went down really hard. He couldn't get his bike going. It's actually on the TV show. He was having was, a bit of a fit on TV. Was this American kid stealing money, too? Or? Uh, no, he okay. was a privateer. He all was right. giving us money. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, and then uh, Sandali, he actually ended up getting the overall win with a uh, 6-1. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, a 6-1. So that was kind of odd. And then DeChambeau, yeah, he crashed. Um, in the motos and just kind of floundered. Uh, I think he DNF'd one yeah. other. Or D, I don't know if he DNF'd both motos, but he DNF'd one for sure. And then that's when Topher was only five points behind heading into Moncton. Yeah, and Topher had a disaster in Moncton. Oh, yeah. Blew up both bikes. Wow. Yep. Um, at Moncton. Uh, I wrote after Calgary that Clark, Ingalls, and Nodded are like the same rider to me. And 
Ingles got all mad and posted his lap times or something on Twitter at, to me. But really, seriously, I, there's not wasn't a lot to choose from those three guys. What? I mean, uh, Clark got second because of Ingles' terrible Moncton, and Nadette had a shitty um, uh, sand track races. But those three guys put them in a take them in a pick them out of a hat, right? They're all similar guys. I would agree. Yeah, I mean they they basically swapped two, three, four for the majority of the West, and then yeah. East, it was basically who outlasted each other, and Josh yeah. Clark was the guy that was uh, was able to make it through all the motos. Um, Ingles is on second North team? No, uh, no RTR. RTR. Oh, man, I'm over two guessing this. <laughs> um, but but Clark's a full privateer, right? Uh, yeah, Devil's yeah. Lake MX. It's a, just yeah. a track. It's actually Julian Cerny, his uh, cousin. Oh, of the guy that owns the track and, and funded the team and everything like that. So, um... Noof, if if uh, Benoit does not get hurt, does does Paul Telly still win? Because we were uh, going we were going east, and everybody was saying, you know, wait till east, and you know. Well, if if Benoit didn't get hurt, he'd be the number one right now. If Paul Telly had the east coast that he had, but then again, like I said, back to Metcalf, you kind of only as good as your competition. I think Paul Telly had it uh, maybe in the back of his head that he had it in the bag because he was beating those other guys so easily. The only one that gave him a challenge in the West was uh, Benoit. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, and then his uh, DNFs and can't start the bike. And, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a train wreck for Austin. And uh, definitely Benoit would have been, uh, been yeah. the consistent guy and probably would have been the number one right now. Uh, Paul Telly's Season was a surprise, Galdi, don't you think? I, I didn't. I mean, I knew he'd be good because last because last time I watched him in Calgary and read about the other races, he seemed to really take a step up. Um, yeah, West he was pretty dominant for sure. He only lost two motos, and um, he it seemed when he got on the bike he was just super strong uh, every time when. When he started up front, if he started near the back, he was really bad. Like he couldn't. What the problem was, but he could never seem to just pick way through. But if he was up front. It seemed to be his race. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and Tyler Villopoto somehow pulled off a couple of seconds, then missed the final round. I don't know where those came from. I, I don't. I don't know how you can suck that bad and then just pull pull those rides out. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I, I have no idea. I talked to his dad again this weekend, and as you can imagine, Dan Villopoto still not a fan of his of his son. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was crazy at at Walton. I'm standing there. I'm watching the. I guess it would be the first time qualifier. Um, Tyler didn't go out in the first practice. I guess he r- tripped down the stairs on the way to the airport and wrecked his knee or some some kind of bizarre story like that. And then he doesn't ride the first practice at Walton. He goes out in time qualifier. I see him just cruising around on the first lap, like going so slow. And then all of a sudden, I look over to my right and there's like a Kawasaki and trees and banners and feet and <laughs> dust and mud and everything flying and it's Tyler Villopoto all wrapped up in a Kawasaki <laughs> banner on the ground. I was like, what in the hell just happened? And they carted him off and that was the end of the series. I, I, was, just, I was just blown away. That's the kind of guy, I, I, he's I so explosive. How. Yeah. Does, does he come back next year? My question no. is, is, did he earn to come back? Wow. He won a race. That's just it. You want a moto. Yeah. You want a moto, yeah. I mean, what do you think, Niv? Well, like Galdi just said, yeah, he did win. So, I mean, if I was a team, yeah, if he got his life together and he was on the right program and the right uh, path, which I'm not saying that Leading Edge wasn't the right program. Obviously, they won two championships no, this year. I program off the track, just training off and riding. Off the track. And every time I, I, I like Tyler, but every time I've seen the kid, he looked tired. He looked... He looked like he was starving. He was losing weight as I was talking to him, and he looked really unhealthy. And uh, I'm call I think him that, that there was uh, there was some demons probably fighting him off the track, and it just uh, it definitely uh, it definitely showed. I mean, I mean, for somebody to go all those DNFs and not show up at the race, and come out at Deschambault and go one six or one seven or whatever he went, it was like wow, this something. Something's messed up. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, something. Something's not right. He. Uh, he's talented, man. The kid's got some talent. Very, no doubt. Very talented. Yeah. Um, but losing weight while he was talk while you were talking to him, I need to look into that. See if I can figure <laughs> that out. Um. Yeah. Uh, hey, big big thing we talked about before, before the season was this two stroke rule. 
I didn't really like it. After Galdi explained it to me that the manufacturers are okay, I thought, well, whatever. I guess I guess it's all right. Still don't think I'm still not a fan of it, but it kind of proved to really not. We didn't really see what the deal was because Moffenbeier got hurt um, at the opening round, but he did win the last race of the year on 250 two-stroke. Um, Galdi, if he had raced the whole series, would he have won more more than that one race? Like, I mean, would he have been? Could he have won the whole title on this bike? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think so. No. I believe the reason why he uh, did what he did at the end of the year is because he was still hungry, and everybody that was winning the motos was in a battle or worried about the other guy, and or and and, and not. It was crap, and Politelli was sick, and all these kind of things. I don't think. I think he was just super motivated and got the taste of it at uh, Santa Lee by hitting the podium. So that gave him the super motivation. I think. If he started and went through the the longevity of it all, the whole series, I see him finishing around the four or five position. Okay. Because I don't think, I believe, if he had a, stayed in the whole series and um, had the East Coast, where I think he would have been finishing in that six, seven, eight range, he would have been not as motivated when he was coming east um, as he was when he was getting back on the bike and trying to prove right. himself again on this on the two fifty two stroke. That's just a theory. I would I would think I don't. I, the kid amazed me at Walton. That's not the track where you thought the 252 stroke was going to work, and he killed them in the second moto. Yeah. Killed them. How'd the bike look, Noof? It looked awesome. He uh, he put on a even in the first moto, man. He kept yeah. Politelli honest. Um, or sorry, 25 plus two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly um, right. <laughs> let me correct myself on that. <laughs> Which actually, hey, they messed up at Walton. They ran. Yeah, it was 25 plus three. No, they 25 did. plus 3, it's a new thing they're trying there. They just decided to try that halfway through the moto. <laughs> but uh, a bit of a mistake moto. by the referee. Or the long story short, yeah. he, uh, man, he made that 252 stroke do some awesome things in that second moto from where I was watching. And uh, he, uh, he did good, but I do agree with Galdi. Uh, you know, Sean was uh, definitely kind of coming into his peak at Walton when everybody else was um, thinking about maybe the after party at Walton. What did you, the, the big roast, <laughs> drinking beer out of a the man's fake leg. Um, did you, uh, where'd you see the two stroke be better than the four stroke at? Noof or Galdi, which, which, um, like, what did you think? Or was I, it, was it obvious at all? Or I, I, it wasn't that obvious for the, for the amount of guys that were riding. I mean, there was quite, there was a handful of guys each weekend riding it, but, uh, there was none of those, you know, guys that were besides Moffenbauer that were the top five, uh, top five contenders, like, in, in right. weekend and week out, but we did see lots of guys get good starts. I mean, Jared Stock got good starts almost every weekend on the bike, and uh, Davey Fraser uh, on that uh, TM <laughs> one-handed fist T- bump T- TM uh, machine. I was trying to think of a. Did you see that picture, word, Steve? No, what was it, dude? He whole shot the Moncton race second moto and fist pumped across the whole shot line. Oh, nice! Not yeah, even in I, the air. Yeah, I think Billy might have got it. I, I can't remember who's got the photo. I saw it on Instagram, but like yeah. fourth, fourth gear wide open fist pump at that. Like that is a. I, I would never take my hand off going down there, and for no Dude, matter what he's reason, fist pumping. That's awesome. That's and then and then he led like six laps or five laps or something. He, yeah, cool. right till halfway. I know I've seen yeah. some dudes. I've seen some dudes do it like in the air, but not fourth gear wide open on a straightaway. Well, you've never yeah. met a Nova Scotia kid, I guess. Yeah, good point. I, uh, the, well, the to Duluth. touch on something, I fist pumped off the triple downhill at Moncton in 06 when I whole shot at the second moto. So, <laughs> little uh, fun fact <laughs> for you, boys. Yes, he did. I think it's on TV too. I fist, oh, I, fist, I fist pumped at Morris Stampede in '88 in '80 class. <laughs> Uh, was that when you beat uh, Blair no, Morgan? He no. was, like, all of about four feet tall and no, you were, like, a circus bear? No, no, this was just a local Manitoba one. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but thanks for remembering. Um, <laughs> hey, Jared Allison did what Jared Allison does, fifth place. That's where Jared typically finishes. But Parker, knew Parker, uh, he used to work with these guys. Parker yeah. had a terrible year. Yeah. Uh, well, not terrible. Tenth, not terrible, but. Yeah, no, I think that uh, the whole Allison thing, I mean, the uh, hard-working kids go to school, only start their program in April or May to get ready for the Nationals. Um, we're a little bit disappointing on the West Coast uh, for both of them. I mean, even Jarrett was uh, struggling around his overalls were, but uh, Parker kind of never got any better than that uh, all year. But both of them rode really strong at Walton, uh, surprising that the last round they were still uh, – Still charging hard, and, and both of them uh, had a pretty good, pretty good day. But uh, you know that competition. You know he's, they're out there racing with guys that are putting in uh, yeah. 12 months a year effort, and they're 
you know, obviously uh, doing their schoolwork and stuff. And but still good to have them part of the series. And uh, I'm sure that uh, they'll be back uh, again next year. One thing if, you know, that's what. Oh. If I get interject there on those kids, yeah, those yeah. guys are Canadian kids that deserve a ride every year until they decide to quit racing. For so they're not stealing money. Simple reasons. They're not stealing money. They're not stealing okay. money. No. All right. All right. Okay, you know they're definitely not stealing money, but they're sellable. They sell the they sell the brands they use. They promote them good. They do motocross schools. They give back to the sport. Mm-hmm. They they promote, like I said, promote the like the, yeah. They're good at promoting your Yamahas. They they're good for sponsors. They're awesome with kids. They may not win, but they will. In this country, they'll sell your product for you. They also have X brand goggles, Clear Vision, the whole way, Noof. There you, you go. Which Look you at that. Once had, but and you know, and no Atlas braces. There you go. Imagine the amount of tariffs they went through. Chris, they didn't see the top ten on any start all year. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Blake Savage, uh, the go- actually really does ride for Gopher Dunes. Um, third place at uh, at uh, Deschambeau. Um, not a bad season for him. Seventh. Um, he was yeah. He was just kind of average all year. I remember when after Calgary we talked. I think he had an impressive moto and cross that day, so he we brought him up a lot. But he, the kid has got speed. Super friendly. Really nice. And he's got two wrists that hang like a full left-right S-bend type thing from breaking them. And he was battling sort of injuries all year and stuff like that. But every time he showed up, he, he always gave it everything he could no matter what. And that's what, that's what cool. He's got a pretty, I think the kid's got heart, which is good for any race fan. Here's, here's the way to describe it. Bad starts, a lot of heart for Blake Savage. Um, there you go. New inter- bumper sticker. Interesting. About Blake Savage, called is he stealing? I don't believe so. Actually, a little bit. Yeah, he's an American American coming against some okay. Honda contingency. If there was any, <laughs> I'm just checking. <laughs> and he's taking that Canadian dollar and taking it to the U.S. The new uh, money, stealing new, food hey, right off my table. New column on GuaranteedMX.com: stealing money. And then you profile <laughs> you profile a guy each week, Galdi. You know what? That's a, that's a pretty good idea. And I actually. guarantee you Nelson will give you money for that. I guarantee you Machine Racing will be title sponsor. All right. I'm putting her on the chopping block. Um, we'll get her going. Stealing money. And then put a big smiling face of, like, Blake Savage and Josh Clark. <laughs> <laughs> and then go find them on the weekend and ask them how they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great that's a good call, actually. That's a good call. Clear it up a little bit. He's going to do it. Newfie is going to do it. Um, I know. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jesse Wentland came up a couple of seconds. He's uh, obviously he's stealing money, too. But uh, he's taking breaks in between the U.S. stuff, so, big time. Uh, it, it, you know, so I don't know if you'll see him back next year or what his deal was. Um, biggest surprise, Galdi, in the MX2 class for you, just overall, anything. Tim, tell me what you think. Um, Mine would be Paul Atelli. I, again, and I said that earlier, but I knew he'd be good. He was dominant on the West. And, yes, he had a couple of shitty races that almost cost him the title, but I think at Moncton we saw – you know, what the motivated, focused guy can do. And, and Walton, of course, he had a jacked-up knee. Uh, I did not think Paul Telly, although he didn't walk to the title, I didn't think he'd be this this good. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a solid pick, but I'm actually going to go with the guy that I picked. Uh, I bet Noof. I think I still own five bucks, actually. Uh, bet Noof at, uh, that he wouldn't even get inside the top five in the Nanamo when he ends up second in the series, Josh Clark. Oh, okay. All right. I knew I knew he was fast, but I did yeah. not think he could last uh, 18 motos and finish second on a brand new team, living in Edmonton all summer. The guy uh, hung out with him a little bit at Walton. You know, he's pretty reserved, pretty quiet. Like it was mm-hmm. just a whole brand new thing, and he just got on the gate when the gate dropped. He did his job. What about you, Niv? I Galdi stole the words right out of my mouth. Josh Clark was uh, definitely my surprise. Came in, nobody even knew he was coming until the first round, until everybody showed up. That's what I love about, uh, Canadian. What I love about Canadian, Canadian Moto. Canadian Moto, you just never know <laughs> who's showing up and who could do something. You just, that's awesome. New press releases uh, are overrated. Yeah, exactly. Takes too much work. Uh, new team. Uh, never even heard of the team. They went out and bought bikes. Um, went and bought motors. Did their own deal. Um, went to every round on the road, and uh, they had a good setup. He never had any DNFs. His bike was solid, and uh, the kid rode solid. He got better. I honestly thought he would have got a win in the, uh, you know, maybe won a moto in the East. He did win overall. Did he? Yeah, he won uh, Deschambeau. Deschambeau. But he he didn't win a moto. Yeah, he didn't win a moto, which I thought that he probably had that in him, especially in the Santrax, because he was solid on the 450 last year. He led a lot uh, of motos. He did, and uh, but you know what? He was uh, he was solid. Definitely good. Uh, I've never actually spoke to him until I told him uh, at the after party. I was scared of him because he is kind of scary looking. He looks like Eminem. 
he's he's a bit he's a bit scary looking. He looks like he wants to kill somebody all the time. <laughs> yeah. But really nice kid. I like him. Nice kid. Um, <laughs> I think there is a little hidden anger in there for sure. Um, yeah, I think yeah, he wants to. Yeah. Any yeah. any new teams coming up for next year? Does anybody know? I mean, obviously it's super early for Canadian Moto standards, but um, August. Well, one of the tweets I threw out there, rumor is that Yamaha might be doing something in house. Is the rumor right now? In house. Not like like KTM, but doing uh, a Yamaha supported team with like GYT stuff and AXO gear and everything that they promote through Yamaha Canada. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. John, full rumor. Heard it from one guy at Walden. Not John, a super reliable source, but John, it's a rumor. Uh, John Nelson, team manager? Um, yeah, right. Sweeper, Nel- riding Nelson's, coach? Uh, Nelson's bringing up Damon Bradshaw. Oh. Yeah, the only way if that's happening is if the riders are over 30 years old and can handle um, <laughs> some serious mental breakdowns. Uh, biggest disappointment uh, in the MX2 is Richard Gray for you, Galdi? Uh, yeah, 100%. Okay. Mine's probably... Yeah, I mean, I've been having a tough time sleeping for a while now. Yeah, mine's probably Tyler, Tyler Villapoto, number six, number five, and he's overall last year, and yeah, not good. Um, yeah, either one of those guys, I guess. Uh, hey, let's before we wrap this thing up, uh, let's move on to the Motocross Nations. Medaglia Brothers and Cole Thompson, will we make the A main? Yes. Noof? If we don't, I'm becoming a citizen <laughs> of Puerto Rico. somewhere else. Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. <laughs> I'm going Team Puerto Rico all the way. Alex Martin, <laughs> Filthy Phil, and a real live Puerto Rican this year. Hey, um, we got a good team this year, man. I, I can't if we don't have yeah, a little bit of success, no, we, man. Like we have to, on. we have to make the A main, and <laughs> and yeah, from there, who knows? Anywhere around ten to tenth. twelve would be awesome. Yeah, I'm saying I'm calling it right now, eighth to tenth. That's where we'll be at. Okay. What do you think, Galdi? Galdi I, I'm going to agree with that. I'm calling ninth overall. Are you uh, permitted to speak about the Motocross Nations team? First of all, I should have asked you because you were from uh, the CMRC. I, yeah, buddy. I don't have any ties. Well, you were from the CMRC on the weekends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that does, yeah. that's a whole other story. That doesn't matter about anything. Okay. All right. I'm permitted to talk, but I, I wish our there was some sort of collective agreement between the, the, the people that have run shit and just said, okay, well, screw our egos and let's just make this happen kind of thing as, yeah. as a race fan. But I also understand it costs a ridiculous amount of money. And what you get for it, pride really isn't seem to be worth as much as it used to be anymore. They can't really take pride to the bank and say, hey. You know, exactly. Like, you know, I can't steal pride. Right, right. right. Yeah, good, <laughs> good point. Um, um, so, I, I, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan through and through, just like you two guys. I want to see them do good. And this year's team is quality, strong riders, national level, all have – Taking the chance in the back of a pickup truck and racing AMA National. They're not just some fresh-faced Canadian kid that's no, uh, getting thrown in the mix, you know? That's an excellent point. They've all raced uh, the highest levels. Uh, mm-hmm. And Tyler's raced at MXDN before. You know, Cole is uh, a veteran of the U.S. Nationals, um, and, and Jeremy's raced U.S. National stuff. So, yeah. And, Jeremy, and Jeremy's done at Nations as well. Oh, he has? Yeah, he did at uh, Colorado. Oh, yeah, that's right. There oh, you go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, good, 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 good. I was there, too. Um, yeah, good point. So there we go. Yeah, we should. What's the track like? Um, I would put it like high point, not as, not as, uh, yeah, high point. A lot like high point. Um, so it's going to be like Walton. In and like out that of that kind of dirt, ruddy dirt. Yes, it'll be hard packed. Um, it'll be hard packed dirt. Um, you're in and out of a valley, uh, up and down the hills kind of making you, you know, U turns and going back yep. up Calgary. and going back down. And Similar to Calgary. No, no, no. No, no, no jumpy on. like Calgary. Nothing like Calgary. Like Walton. Nah, I don't know. Walton's its own. Walton's too fast. It's not that fast. It will be like. Yeah, he should have been there round. this year, bud. Oh, really? Okay. Walton is not fast. What? Why? What happened? I just. I. I believe the track is way slow. Well, you know what? Maybe it's because I'm watching it in Skyjacks all week. But it just seems like Walton's really slow because the way the rust developed. They're so damn long now. Right. You're sort of never on the gas. You're just kind of like kind of out of them. There's no like yeah. Nah. Then I say that, and a two fifty two stroke wins the second moto. So <laughs> yeah, good, good point. Good yeah, point. I just kind of shot myself in the leg right there. Give me the give me the craziest prediction for twenty fourteen Canadian moto, Galdi. Stolly Brass quits. Wow. Really? <laughs> for real? No. Oh. Not even close. Actually, he's pretty motivated for a bunch of things. So hopefully. Uh, Hopefully things are already on the roll. You know what I mean? I like right now. Is I would love to see the schedule already for next year, and and uh, you know, some sort of press releases and excitement. And it's it's very downtime around here. But um, I know he's, he's motivated and stuff. So hopefully, uh, 
Hopefully it's good, but... Um, what did you say, Noof? I said, keep dreaming. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. I've been dreaming a lot lately. Um, my big, my biggest uh, shocker for 2014, write it down, both years, a Canadian will win the MX2 championship. Mm. I'm crazy. I'm, a cra- I'm crazy. I don't know who. Crazy like that. You... I thought you were going to say something. I'm going to race the Nationals. Kevin Benoit no. would be the only guy that could win it. No. No, nah, Richard Gray. Oh, Jesus. No. So we got Sean Moffenbeier, Dylan Wright. Oh, Dylan, Dylan Wright already, Dylan Wright. Wow, you're a big fan. I don't know. I'm just trying to be uh, spontaneous. Mine, uh, I like it, though. Like, mine is that Brett Metcalf comes back. He's told everybody he's not. He's doing it for one year. He's trying to get a ride in the U.S. I don't believe he'll be able to get anything that's worth it as while and, and pays the same. I think Brett Metcalf shows back up at Nanaimo next year. I hope he does. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, okay. I hope he gets a ride down there, but I hope he comes back. It's good for the series. The other one is uh, apparently Gerke's already supposed to come back. Yeah, that you're high and drunk. He's signed for next year. Really? I, uh, yeah, I can't believe you even said that. Yeah. I didn't think they signed him already. No, yeah, done. Well, it's you done. would know that. They're uh, yeah. your guys. So. Yeah, okay, done, well then. Done deal. Gerke's... Back to the pints and the, and the chaff then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, back get to. Right, get right in that new column. Yeah, who's get right in the, money. Yeah, who's stealing, stealing money? money? Stealing money by Ryan Gold. <laughs> Uh, all right, everybody. The problem is with that column, everybody would get all upset when I start talking some stuff. Or Who cares? Thanks. Good call. Uh, Nobody thanks, pays me, right? So hard. Thanks to uh, Ryan, the new Flockhart, and uh, Ryan Gall, GuaranteedMX.com, for coming on and uh, discussing some Canadian in 2013. Uh, like I said, I, you two are the experts. That's what they tell me. So thanks, guys. Appreciate it, Steve. Thank thanks you. for the plugs on the website as well. All right. See you. See you, boys. See you, boys.